Oh, hey, welcome to the Sewer More podcast. My name's Landry. And I'm Caleb. And today we're going to keep going through Colossians 2. And <laughs> we're going to uh, start with verse 9 um, and go through verse 23, which is the end of verse 2. Um, chapter 2. Chapter 2. My bad. And uh, going to keep talking about how the gospel is simple um, and how we don't need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, let's get started. Cool. So verse 9, for in him who, uh, I'm just going to start over. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. All right, now we're going to read 13 through 15. When you were when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of death consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. I think I'm going to put my phone on silent. <laughs> Probably be a good idea. It is on silent, but it went off. Do not disturb. Wow. Oh, that was my phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right, so verses 9 through 15, we'll just kind of just um, have a brief overview over this. There's a lot of deep, good stuff that we could just get into and um, harp about for hours. But um, we're just kind of... sake. Yeah, for time's sake and for your sake, we're just going to um, glaze over the top of it. And then we're going to get into the real meat of what we want to talk about um, with this podcast. So verse 9 through 15 um, talks about baptism and how it took the place of circumcision. Um and Paul is explaining this to the church of Colossae, and um, he, he he makes it very clear that that upon salvation we accept Christ in our hearts, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit upon that point, and that baptism is that first act of obedience after salvation. So mm-hmm. up until this point, like people are being circumcised after salvation, but like. Here, Paul is saying that, that there's no reason for that anymore. There's no reason to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That like ba- baptism can be that outward expression, you know, like that 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 no baptism doesn't save us. So like, right? You, baptism does not save us, and like we see that within the modern church. And then then I'll let you do yeah, you sure. touch on it, but. Um, baptism does not save us. And within the modern church, um, I hear it so many times um, working a camp this summer. I had kids come up and ask me like, is baptism necessary for salvation? And the simple answer is no, like nowhere in scripture does it ever say that in order to be saved, we must be baptized. However, it does say that we are called to obey Christ and Christ says to be baptized. So like if we or to walk down to the altar, get saved, accept Christ right there. In my opinion, my beliefs, like if we were to die right there, as soon as we accept Christ at the mm-hmm. altar, we're still going to heaven. Like right. we are still saved. Right. 
But if we live to have the opportunity to be baptized and show the world that we have decided to follow Jesus, we are called to do it. Mm-hmm. I, it's an outward expression. Um, did you, I don't know if you said that already or not, um, but baptism is an outward expression. Um, so is circumcision. So what this means is it's an outward expression showing you being cleansed, how God has cleansed us. Yeah. So what this means is after salvation, we are cleansed. God has cleansed us of our sins, and this is an outward expression of it. Yeah. Also, I'd like to just add right here that like last week we were drinking coffee. This week we're not. We have water because Landry forgot his coffee maker. So like if you want to comment like a nasty comment. <laughs> Don't cuss at me. Don't do it. <laughs> All I'm saying is I could feel a Jesus a little more if I had some coffee, but... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Come back next week. We'll have coffee. Not for... Well, I guess you could have coffee, too, if you want to drink coffee with us. You could have coffee now, but I can't because I have water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. All right, so um, next we're going to get into just um, kind of the heart of what me and Landry and our friend Austin have just been, um, which Austin, by the way, Austin does like everything behind the scenes, sets up cameras, sets up microphones, edits everything, makes everything look super awesome. Stays up in the wee hours of the morning. He's waving right now. (laughs) You can't really see him, but like he's back there. I promise you. Um, We kind of spent the summer, um, we worked at a camp together, so we had a lot of time to discuss legalism within the church and um, when I say legalism um, I, I want to, to to point out that in some sense and we can dig a little bit more into this in a, in a later podcast that that legalism is okay to an extent yeah. but when it comes to the point of distorting the gospel that is the legalism that we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. and these are the, the made up laws within the church. Um, and Paul just tears it apart in all the epistles, like from first Corinthians on, like Paul's just like, stop doing what you're doing and just keep the gospel as simple as it is. And we'll start in verse um, 16. Um, Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Um, So really, I mean, I guess I'll tackle this verse and you can tackle verse 17. Um, So verse 16 literally starts out, therefore, no one is to act as your judge. So like we are not the judge. So like we don't have a judge on this earth, nor are we to judge others. Um, I love how John MacArthur puts this. Um, And I I have a John MacArthur study Bible, and I I love his commentary. But he says, Paul warns the Colossians against trading their freedom in Christ for a set of useless, man-made, legalistic rules. Legalism is powerless to save or to restrain sin. So I think that that paints that picture beautifully about how ridiculous legalism is within the church. That... We are we are just trying to create this, and the Jews did it, and we see the Jews do it with all these absolutely ridiculous laws about even to the to the point of how many steps that you can take within a day. I think it was three tenths of a mile or something. However, I forgot. Um, we, we talked about it before in church, but um, 
Like you could only take a certain number of steps within a day. And that's completely false. Like nowhere in scripture does it ever say that like you can't walk on the Sabbath. Like, and another law was that um, if a chicken was to lay an egg on the Sabbath, you couldn't use it. You couldn't use it. You had to throw it out, which is like, what the heck? Like, yeah, it, the chicken's purpose is to lay eggs. Yeah. And then whenever they lay an egg, you're going to throw it out. Like these are just man-made rules that, the Jews created, and then we create today um, to create this like religious custom to make us seem more holy. And I, I can't emphasize enough that this is not the gospel mm-hmm. that so many people within our churches um, and especially within the churches that I've been around and the Southern Baptist community that like all they want to do is create these laws and traditions that we must follow. And like, that's not it. It's not it. And I was thinking about it this week, honestly, Um, whenever I was thinking of what I could use as a modern example for a legalistic rule. And I haven't even shared this with Austin or Landry yet, but um, I I was just kind of, I don't even remember where I was at, but it, it popped in my head and I was like, that's perfect. So like it's becoming more of a popular thing to have like an iPad or a phone for your Bible. And like, you'll talk to older people in the church and they hate it. They hate it. They want you to have your, your hard copy of the Bible and not to take anything away from a hard copy of the Bible. I lo- I have one sitting in front of me, but I also have an iPad sitting in front of me. So like, I think that is a, a, a tier three issue, which we talked about tier three in the last podcast. So if you want to go listen to that one and just get a little bit more um, knowledge on the tier system, like that is a, a huge tier three issue that we see that people are, are more warming up to at this point. Right. That, like it's OK now to like have know the old people aren't going to like it, but like you can have your iPad mm-hmm. for your Bible. That like if that's how you feel comfortable, then yeah. even our church does a thing where we have our sermon notes. Um, I don't know if y'all's pastor at your church has anything like this, but we have sermon notes and we even have them in uh, the app for our church. So we can go into our phones and type in our notes right there on our phones. And that makes it so much easier for me um, just to to be able to go back during the week, just to be able to look through things because I'm not going to keep up with a piece of paper. <laughs> to do that but, but see, like, since it's on my phone yeah i'm more prone to doing that and i do keep up with pieces of paper if you're watching on youtube like these are all the bulletins <laughs> that i that i keep in do my you, bible do you want me to show you the only bulletin <laughs> that i have in is that my this bible? morning's that, no this is last week's <laughs> bulletin that was the I actually wrote on it last week so so like Two different types of Christians. Comment down below which one is right. I'm just the kidding. The good ones <laughs> and the bad ones. Not. Okay. Tier three. Tier three. We, yeah, we need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, verse 17. Mm. You want to get that? Caught me drinking water. Okay, so uh, verse 17 says, These things are a shadow to the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. So referring back to the, the, the things in verse 16 that they're talking about uh, passing judgment on, so the food and the drink and the regards to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath, these things do not matter. 
They do not matter at all. But what does matter is Christ. They're all a shadow. They're in the shadow of Christ. He's the only thing that matters. He's the only thing that's going to save you and can save you. These other legalistic things that people might try to throw at you mm. aren't going to save yeah. you. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And I mean, it, it, it talks about it that like Christ is the big thing. Mm-hmm. And like Landry always says it. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, yeah. And that that is Christ. Yep. Like Christ is the main thing. Yep. So uh, we can just keep on trucking. Um, maybe we can slow down and talk about a little bit more here in a second. Um, verse 18. Uh, Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self and and the worship of the angels, taking his stand on the visions which he has seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. So um, really this is talking about like people that you're going to come in contact with in the church and really without outside of the church too, that are going to try to disqualify you, which mm-hmm. is what Landry's that my I'm reading out of the ESV Bible and mine, my verse 18 says, let no one disqualify you. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's a, a really good yeah. um, mm-hmm. way to put it because there are so many people today, false prophets who try to disqualify you on what you believe yeah. um, or those who might try to add on to the gospel. Yeah. 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 And I mean, if you've listened to the first podcast and this podcast, really, we talk about people adding on to the gospel and it's like, it's so simple and it's right here in front of us. Like the gospel is, is painted perfectly in scripture. And I, there, there are false prophets out there that are that exaggerated to an extent of like making their own own things, their own way to get to heaven. But I want to emphasize that these legalistic tier three issues are just as bad. Yeah. They're just as bad as these other people making their own way to heaven. They're just as bad because they're taking the focus off of the main thing. Exactly. Yeah. And like these people are going to be the ones that that want to disqualify you. Because they're like, wait, you don't have a works-based faith? Like, you you don't have a list of rules that you have to follow in order right. to get to heaven? Like, right. like but, but what are you doing? Like, you know, that's, that's often their question is like, if you're not basing your life off of your works in Christ, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And like, for me, like, no, I'm not going to base... Off of the my my works, like no, that's first not, off, that's they're not, not our works exactly in general. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. My favorite verse in the entire Bible is Ephesians three eight, and it says, um, "For I am the least of God's children, and I have been given um, the opportunity to share about the immeasurable blessings of Jesus Christ." And just a little bit of backstory on me that I was born um, with a with a malformation in my spinal cord that I was that was supposed to take um, really everything from me that I wasn't really supposed to be able to have um, a, a life, I guess. I wasn't supposed to be able to speak, hear, see, um, comprehend my own name. Um, by, but by the grace of God and by the love of God and by prayer and by um, going and sitting in countless hospitals, like God gave me that opportunity to speak. So like this, this past year, whenever I discovered that verse, my, my thought behind it was, 
I've been given the opportunity yeah. to speak. Yeah. That, what like, more could we exactly? Ask for? We take that for such oh, like, yeah. for granted. Like we take the opportunity to speak for granted. So when you start to think of your speech as an opportunity, mm-hmm. it's really pretty eye opening. Yeah. Like you start to think like my words actually mean something, and it's not even my words, right? Like, if I'm going to talk about anything, if I'm going to boast about anything, like, I want it to be Christ. Right. Because, like, I didn't do anything. Right. To get to where I'm at today. Yeah. And so, if I am focusing on my works and what I can do to create a better version of me, I've missed it. Yep. It's not about the the extra jewel in our crown or the extra <laughs> extra little sticker we get on our little poster board for doing community service. Yeah. It's not about that. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And that's missions. Like yeah. so many people have a skewed view of missions yeah. that we do it for us. Yeah. And it's not for us. Um, I mean, just being able to to do missions and ministry, it's humbling. Like you go and you serve a week, two weeks, where, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, if you're going at it with the right heart, about halfway through the week, you're going to get tired mm-hmm. and you're going to get worn and you're not going to want to go any further. And, and that moment, that's where God meets you right where you're at. And he says, look, you can't do this. Like you right. haven't been able to do this. Right. But trust me, I can do it. You know? Yep. There's nothing we can do to help ourselves. We There's absolutely nothing that we can do to get ourselves to heaven. Exactly. It's God who had mercy on Mm. us enough to let his son die on the cross to save us from our sins. Yes. Which is verse 19. Yep. And, and uh, I'll go ahead and read it. Okay. Yeah. Um, So 19 says, and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with a growth that is from God. Mm. Yeah. So uh, to me, this just screams, keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Stop focusing on the body, focus on the head, cling fast to God instead of whatever else is happening with the body. Mm. Yeah. You can't do it yourself. Yep. And and like, we have to focus and we have to wrap our minds around the fact that without Christ, we are nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can also uh, tie into this with the body, um, using that analogy. Stop judging other people in the church. Stop judging other parts of the body. (laughs) What the heck are you doing? Yeah. Let the head do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it says right there in that verse, the head, which is Christ. I mean, it's capitalized. Yeah. Yeah. the head of the body is Christ and we're all just a toe (laughs) (laughs) Um, in a sense, you know? Uh, And like when, when it comes to, to knowing your place within the body, like, like he said, we're not supposed to judge anybody else for their part in the body because that's their part. Mm -hmm. Like let them focus on their part. Mm -hmm. Like that's between them and the head of the body. Right. Not between the pinky toe and the pinky finger. 
Like, that's not it. Right. That, like, you have got to know that God is God. Mm -hmm. And you've got to let him transform you. And just like we talked about in verse 18, how um, that these false teachers, they're going to want to disqualify you. But the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of Christ is that um, we are not disqualified that we're qualified. Yeah. That, that yeah. God qualifies us. And we see this beautiful picture and we we're talking about this earlier uh, about the disciples that like, so like I'm 17 years old. So like, I'm still a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, Landry's only 20. He's got a beard. It makes him look 40, but, um, I'm still a kid. <laughs> I'm four. <laughs> so like what I'm saying is that we are still kids that have been qualified. Yeah. And if you want a great example of this, guess who else were just teenagers? <laughs> the, disciples. the disciples. Yes. Oh. God Paul chose a bunch of teenagers <laughs> to let him follow. Whoa, I don't know what I okay, to let him follow him. How <laughs> awesome is that? Him, yeah. yeah. How awesome is that that the savior of the world chose a bunch of ragtag fishermen, teenagers, yeah. thugs, dumpsters <laughs> to come follow him around and learn from yeah. him. And if you look at like the disciples past, like individually, like and you look at what they did for like a living. Um, which I know for for like kids these days, it's like you just said they were teenagers. They were making a living. Like, yes, kids worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, it's it's crazy to wrap our minds around the fact that, like, there was tax collectors and there was fishermen. And, like, these kids my age mm-hmm. were out, like, making livings for their family. Right. Whenever I go work at a trampoline park just to make money for Funsies, you know, <laughs> um, and you know, we 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 think of another example We're talking about Paul, you know, uh, since he wrote, you know, half the New Testament. Uh, Timothy, like Timothy, was Paul's little uh, mentee. Like he was, he was, um, you know, who Paul was training up, and Paul would send um, Timothy into these churches because again, like we mentioned last week during all of this time, Paul's in prison. Like he's behind bars. Yeah. He can't do much, but write and pray. So he just gets empowered by Christ to write and pray. And then he rises and prays again and he rises and prays again. And then we get this, this beautiful message of how to, to model our Christian walk. And no, Paul is not Jesus. Like, and Paul doesn't claim to be Jesus. Right. But in the same sense, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. He's not adding on anything from the gospel. Right, right. He's clearing it up. Yeah. He's saying like, if if following Jesus is too much for you, if the, the, the vision of following the Messiah is too much, and I got to be careful with my words here. If that is too intimidating for you, just look at me. Mm-hmm. He said, look at how I've been transformed. Look at how I'm living my life now. Mm-hmm. Like I am completely surrendered mm-hmm. to do God's will. And we see that as Paul woke up every morning and he completely devoted his life to Christ. Yeah. 
Yes. Then no matter what. And before we move on, I just want to say one more thing. Um, how awesome is it that in the same way Paul was transformed, he was turned 360 from being a persecutor to being the persecuted in the same way we have testimonies as well, mm -hmm. whether they're from our deep, deepest, darkest past or whether they're from us just being saved while we were a little kid. We all have testimonies and that's how we can reach out to other people to show what God has done in our life and has turned us around and to help others turn yeah. to him as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's what we were put here for. Right. Right. And like our testimony, like it's individual. And we were right. touching that last week mm -hmm. that your story is your right. story. But also we don't need to, with everything, um, we need to understand that it's not just our story. Yeah, it's not God. my story. Yeah, it's God's, God's story. Um, it's nothing I did. Mm -hmm. Nothing I will ever do because it's God working through me. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Verses 20 through 23. We're going to go through this like probably not fast, um, but it's going to be fun. I apologize, headphone users. <laughs> it might get a little loud. Yeah. So I'm just going to read like 20 through 23. Um, all in all, I mean, we don't we were taking notes and we were like, you know what? We're just going to let, we're just going to let spirit move. So here yep. we go. 20 through 23. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why? As if you were living in the world, do you submit yourselves to decrees such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which all refer to things destined to perish with use. Oh, that's okay. So in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men, these are matters which have to be sure. The appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-embasement and severe treatment of the body but are n of no value against fleshly indulgence wow ah oh, man so this is kind of just these are the verses that we really want to like hunker down on mm -hmm. verses 20 through 23 this is where the rubber meets the road with legalism within the church and we can start in just verse 20. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why? So Paul's straight up saying like, if you accepted Christ, but along with accepting Christ, you accepted the laws that the church had made up. Like why? Yeah. Like you missed it. Mm -hmm. If that's how you're living life, you missed it. Yep. Because at that point, you're trying to help yourself. Right. You're trying to create yourself a list it's, of things. Uh, the second part of that verse saying, as if you were still alive in the world, mm. um, do you still submit to its regulations? Mm. So it's talking about these laws. Like if you've, if you've died to Christ, you're not going to be following these laws. But if you're claiming that you have died with Christ, been baptized, been raised to life, that whole spiel. Mm hmm and you're following these laws, feeling like being a good person is what's going to get you to heaven. That's not it. Right. That's you've totally missed the mark. Mm. And it's not, it's not a, Oh, you're so close. It's a, you're gone. Yeah. It's yeah. 
It's that simple. You're either lost or saved. There's no middle ground. There's mm -hmm. nothing you can do to dig you out of that hole. Yeah. Stop trying. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think we were at camp this year, this summer, and we were talking to um, a friend that we made this summer, and he painted a, a picture of salvation, and I think it was beautiful. It was, um, he was saying that, like, we're in a war. And like, if we are not saved, it's not like we're in the middle deciding on which side we're going to be like lean towards. Right. Like if we are not saved, we are on the opposing side of Christ. Yep. But here's the beauty of that, that it's not, um, you know, like we are fighting against Christ and Christ is fighting against us. It's we're fighting against Christ and Christ is saying, just come to this team. I want you. Yeah. He wants you so bad. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a place of being lost today, he wants you. He wants to live inside of you. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds super weird, but he wants <laughs> to live in your heart. He wants to uh, take it away. Just, <laughs> okay. I feel like so, yeah. So um, kind of what I want to talk about a little bit, and this is just coming to mind and then we'll get right back into the, to the um, legalism. But like, I feel like if we don't share the gospel, then we've missed it. Yep. But um Whenever you accept Christ, whenever you are battling maybe with those questions about like who Christ is and what he is in your life, like you got to understand that like you are going against Christ if you're not following him and he is screaming at you. And also at camp this summer, um, one of our camp pastors said this, he is screaming at you in a still small whisper. <laughs> That like his voice has so much power, but our God is meek. Yeah. And like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna make you choose mm -hmm. him. Yeah. He's gonna try everything in his ability to get you, but he's not gonna force himself on you. And I, that's the beauty of our God is that it's our choice to follow God. It's yeah. not a command. Yep. You know? Okay. Let's keep going. Verse 21. Um, do not handle, do not taste, uh, or I guess we can read uh, the second part of verse 20. Um, as if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch? Go ahead and read 22. Um, which all refer to things destined to perish with use in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men. These man-made rules, they don't mean anything. Yeah. They're like it says in verse 22, they're going to perish. Yeah. These things don't matter. Churches, you can let people bring coffee into the sanctuaries. <laughs> I know it might make things a little messy, and I know people might not like the idea of that, but it would be better for a lost person to have their coffee in the sanctuary than for you to ream them mm -hmm. about having coffee in the sanctuary and them turning away from the gospel yeah. because of that one encounter. Yeah. You might be the only Jesus anybody ever yeah. sees in yeah. their lives. And do you want that 
representation of God to be, why do you have this coffee in our church? What are you doing? Exactly. And this is to the believers. Like, um, whenever it talks about there in, in verse 21, those decrees, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Like, our faith is not a faith of self-neglect. Right. Like, we, God's not like, um, okay, you've accepted me. Like, so don't do anything <laughs> like, like that's, that's not the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like we're called to love and we're called to serve. I, uh, I know we're running out of time. I heard it from a, a teacher that I had a few years ago. He said that, um, angels were made to worship God. Um, but a really cool thing that us as humans were made to do was to go. Mm -hmm to go minister to other people of what he's done. And angels really don't have that opportunity, but that's something that he specifically made for us as humans to go and do. So why don't we seize the moment and grab that opportunity to go minister to those, whether it be in Africa, in Asia, in Portland, Oregon, or wherever you live, mm -hmm. yeah. right in your hometown. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, like stop focusing on things you shouldn't do. Yep. They're all a shadow. Like just focus on Christ and you're just not going to do the things yep. that you shouldn't do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, verse 23 and then we can wrap up. Um, you want to read that? Yeah, sure. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and the asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So what this is saying is you can try your silly religion, you can try your, your self-made rules, but you're not going to dig yourself out of that hole that yeah. you've put yourself in. Yeah. God is the only one that can take you out of that. Yeah. Stop trying to do it by yourself. Yep. Like you can't. It's not possible. <laughs> you can't work hard enough. Nope. You can't sing loud enough. Nope. You can't you can't even pray hard enough. Like you just got to trust. Yep. You got to lean on Christ. You got to keep the main thing, the main thing that like this world is going to try to tear at you. And it's going to try to just take over. But like, you got to trust that God is still bigger than that. Yep. You got to know that God is still bigger than that. Because yeah. he is. He's so much bigger than oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> Man, that was good. That's good. <laughs> right, you want to pray and then we'll yeah. do a little. Right. Father God, um... God, I praise you for your gospel. Yeah. And God, I thank you for just the simplicity that it brings, God. Mm -hmm. Lord, that it's, it's not complicated. It's not some list of rules that we have to follow, Lord. Your gospel is simply you loved us so much that you sent your son to die our death, but not to stay dead, that he would rise again, God. Yeah. That, that he would not submit to death that he would not let satan have that victory lord that that he would show his deity and he would race again three days later lord and that your gospel just shows us that 
that we are called to share that same love with others that Christ shows to us. And I pray that we would not focus on a list of rules that we are called to follow. Lord, that, that we would not focus on the legalistic views of the church, Lord, that we would not focus on um, how we look to others, God. But God, I pray that you would transform us, God. I pray that we would be qualified. Um, Lord, I pray for every viewer listening, watching, however they're getting this message, God. Um, I pray that they would just, they would just absolutely submit to you, God. Mm -hmm. They would know your gospel. They would trust your gospel. They would trust your word, Lord, and they would trust the simplicity of it and the power of it, God. God, we love you and we praise you and we pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Awesome. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please check us out in the Anchor app. Um, super simple. Just go and download it on the App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, or the we're on Google Podcast and Spotify right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so um, other than that, feel free to comment um, something for us to talk about like we, we want to create like a conversation here yeah like we don't want to just preach at you like we want mm -hmm. you to to join in um so feel free to comment something for us to talk about or call in on the anchor app and a cool thing you can do in the anchor app is leave us a message um so it's like a voice recording of your whatever your message is and we can listen to it and play it on the podcast and then answer your question yeah. or talk about whatever you would like to talk about um yeah and you can give us a rating out of five stars um on the anchor app and, and we'll read your review and then um we'll put it in our next podcast so uh, thanks so much guys are awesome Done? Like good? Done. Done. Ah, that was stinking awesome.